We do a little preaching to Hollywood, heaven or hell, which is our life here. And then we do some praise song crunching. We can't even use the cruncher on this one. Stay tuned. It's Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. So, uh, if you guys would put mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, where we don't get new jokes because we never have repeat listeners. <laughs> That's right. You've heard this one before? <laughs> We've never heard your voices before. You'll see what I mean I, as know, the program goes shows, on. <laughs> they actually introduce themselves at the beginning? No, no. Uh, that would scare away we, what few listeners we have. <laughs> I know. I, th- I thought that's part of our strategy. People have no idea who I am or who you are, and we like it that way. So if, we're me- if we- people meet us on the street, they're like, they- I listen to this show, Table Talk Radio, but I don't know who you are. They're so. like, they're like that voice sounds like familiar. No, nah, nah, it's not. No. no, no, no. You've never heard me before. <laughs> Maybe from issues, etc. <laughs> That's right. Well, we are on a, a what, what are we going to call it? A uh, preaching to Hollywood marathon, apparently. Terror. It seems like that's it. all we the, ever do these days. I, I know people, are, they give us the request, hey, could you guys talk about this one? So, And then they think, at least we'll get to listen to a song that we like. Yeah. They, can you, could you could you make sure you get into the second or third verse when you play your sample? <laughs> yeah, why don't you do uh, Crunching Rush Limbaugh? We'll just listen to 15 minutes of Rush. Then we don't have to listen to you guys. That's yeah. the strategy. It's like a it's it's like a substitute teacher strategy, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced that that's what my Bible class gets together and like, hey, we can get them off topic if we do this or that today. <laughs> Speaking of being off topic, my buzzword for you is Lutherano. Uh huh. Lutherano. Lutherano is the Spanish word for Lutheran. <laughs> hey, uh, that reminds me of Spanish. Uh, baptismal certificates. <laughs> I know I need. Oh man, do I need to do that bad? Uh, but by, by the way, we're going to go to Spain. That's why I'm thinking about it. Remember? Oh, because the buzzwords is a man. Plug. I was going for the wrong plug. I was trying to help you out. June we, we, you, we should get, have a game. The 14th. Guess guess which segue is is plugging the right thing of Pastor Wolf Miller. Yeah, uh, right. This is because all, you have a new Spanish YouTube video out. <laughs> Donde style video camera. <laughs> we're going to go over to Spain next June. We're uh, we're going to visit the missionaries there. David Werner, Adam Lehman are the vis- mission. Can you oh, All right, now imagine this. There was uh there's rumor that there was some Lutherans in Spain like back in 1550. And during the Counter-Reformation, a bunch of them were killed. And there hasn't been Lutherans basically in Spain for 500 years until the last 10 
or f- 12 years when we've started t- um, some Lutheran churches over there. And so now, so I always think about this when we go to some of these places, like we were walking around Philippi and in Philippi, not only is there the ruins of the ancient city of Philippi where Paul would have walked, there's ruins of the basilicas. I mean, there's nothing, there's actually nothing in Philippi. It's all ruins, but there's, there was churches there in, in, even to the fourth and fifth century. And then they've fallen over. There's a ruins of a basilica inside of ruins of a basilica. And you get to see the rocks where the church has fallen over. But how awesome would it be to go to see not where the church has fallen over, but where the church is now being built up? And that's what's going on in Spain. So we're going to go over there. Carrie and I and Hannah is going to be our translator. She's graduating from high school and she knows all the Spanish, the Espanol. So nice. she's going to come with us and we'll take some folks over. And so the information for that trip, wolfmuller.co slash Spain 2019. Or you can just see on the homepage there's a little travel button and, and it's the trip is there. And uh, and if people are if any Table Talk Radio listeners are interested in coming along, oh man, would it be great! It's gonna be, we're gonna study the Book of Romans, uh, so we'll try to get through all sixteen chapters of Romans in the eleven, ten, eleven days that we're there, and um, so it'll be it'll be a great fun. I hope Hannah passes um, Spanish because <laughs> she's, otherwise she's like in Spanish five AP. Oh, okay. Well, you're probably it's amazing fine, how much she knows the Spanish. But then you when you go to Spain, you have to talk with a lisp because <laughs> Spanish. Spanish Spanish is with is lispy. Uh-huh. I don't know all about it, but I think she's probably learned Mexico Spanish mostly, not Spain Spanish. So she's going to have to say Barcelona. That's you can't say Barcelona. You got to say Barcelona. <laughs> That's what I've been told anyway. Okay, all right. We'll see how it goes. Uh, my theological. Buzzword... I don't know if I should talk with a lisp this entire episode just to practice getting ready for. Well, any, any, that, anything that, that gets you off the Australian accent. I'd be happy with it. So, yeah, do a lisp. It's fine. <laughs> that is not That is not what the listeners want to hear. <laughs> My theological talking, buzzword for you is transcendence. Oh. Uh, so the idea of transcendence means that God is above our uh, created universe, our created space. Um, and this is something that the atheists uh, – don't like because this is this is their circular reasoning. They say, "Look, okay, uh, God doesn't exist because you there's no verifiable scientific proof of God's existence." But the very idea of God assumes transcendence. So you are creating a criteria for which God should exist, or the criteria for which you could prove his existence. But the definition of God is outside that definition. So, uh, so I say, look, if, if if God existed, we'd be able to, you know, test do a, do a scientific test and prove His existence here. Uh, but uh, the transcendence of God denies that very possibility. Huh. That's interesting. Is that one of the proofs, like one of the Thomistic four proofs or something? You are talking to the wrong pastor. You need to, we need to get Flammy on the line. Uh-uh. You know that stuff. You know all that apologetic stuff. <laughs> Barely. Um, okay. uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get into today's program where we're doing some preaching to Hollywood. Okay. You want to set up? I'm an all email? for it. Uh, oh yeah, that's what we do. Which one? The top one here. Uh, this says um, to Evan Gagline. Huh? You're not supposed not to, to say my name. God. Now, oh, now, it, now people know who I am. Too anonymous. Oh, this is pretty easy. It says, subject, preaching to Hollywood, question mark. Song, Heaven, by Kane Brown. Thank you for reading that Connie. email for us. 
That's all it was. Perfect. All right. Here is... Oh, that's, that's just, and I didn't even... It was too short even to give... <clears throat> heaven. By Con... Kane Brown. Kane let... Brown. I was... Famous Australian folk singer. Kane Brown. I was kind of hoping you could read it with an Australian accent with a lisp. <laughs> I don't... Oh, let me try that. Heaven. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> that that's the worst <laughs> yeah all right i let's, mean let's, you didn't think it could get worse let's quickly you didn't think it could get worse let's <laughs> let's quickly get to this song this is heaven by uh kane brown is that who it is i, I guess i don't know okay. i don't maybe he says his name in the song and then we'll know This is perfect. Come kiss me one more time. I'm sorry, that was me singing. Are you ready for the real thing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Just kidding. I couldn't dream this up, even if I tried. You and me in this moment feels like So that's the wow. song Heaven. So it's comparing uh, the beauty of heaven to this guy's girlfriend, presumably. And um, Wife. I'm sure they're married. Yeah. And uh, so uh, what do you think of this song, Pastor Wolf Miller? Everybody's talking. Oh, yeah, here. That says, uh, I swear you're an angel sent to this world. What did I do right to deserve you, girl? Wife. I could stay here forever. <laughs> I'd be fine if we never had to even leave this room. Where's he going to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go, saying how it's going to be so good, so beautiful. Huh. What are we going to do with this song? Well, I I, I think, I don't know, was it last week? I All of the shows we do blend together just terribly, but um, into like this black nothingness. But... Um, re- recently, we, we did another song where um, the uh, whole th- romantic imagery was associated with, well, last time it was with, like, the divine, but now it's heaven. And uh, this one's a little bit different. I mean, it's just kind of saying, look, I would trade being here with you for heaven <laughs> or the other way around. Uh, I would rather be here with you than go to heaven. Um which I think is speaking something to what is on the minds of our culture, right? I mean, we... Wait, what's that music? It's... Is this... Are we done with the first segment? Yes. Those are the angels singing. <laughs> We're done I, with the first look at, segment. What this, guy, this guy needs to get a podcast because he would never, ever think that things are so good. <laughs> he shouldn't long for heaven. I mean, what if... I can't he, wait. Yeah. 
What if this accidentally came on the radio? He would never want to stay here. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Podcasting before it was cool. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. Anyway, you were you were saying during the break that I was right about something or something like that? Potentially right. I haven't read the book. <laughs> I got the book called... What is this book called? I got to check my Facebook feed because I posted it up there. <laughs> Ten reasons to get off of all... To delete all your social media accounts right away. From like the inventor of Google or something. I don't know. Number two Google. Do you, who do knows you, who this is? Do you have it was, handy to I started give, give us it, and one? He is a... He is a... Well, one of the reasons he gives is that it got Trump elected. <laughs> And it's and it's been a and social media has been a major setback for the LGBTQ uh, uh, thing. Well, so I'm not okay, sure that's so, a convincing reason. Yeah, no. And that man, this guy's liberal. He's. I looked at the picture on the back, and he's got dreadlocks. But he got me to buy his book from a, a Facebook ad. <laughs> well, of course it's on a Facebook ad. I mean, if you're uh, trying to tell people not to ride the bus because it's dangerous, where are you going to go? The bus stop. <laughs> But, I mean, it is ironic that he's profiteering off of the advertising program that Facebook offers. I did. So I posted it on Facebook, Instagram, and even the Twitter just to, like, fully capture the irony. Ten arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now. And so... I thought because right now was in a different font that that was the guy's name at first. (laughs) It was like the book was called Ten Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts by Mr. Right Now. So I just have a quick question. Do you, like... I don't know. Think before you post things on Facebook. So, like, you know, no, you you post this book. Of there, hey guys, hey guys, this book. Yeah, read it. And then it's saying, uh, "Don't elect Trump." Further LGBTQ. I mean, well, what what if yeah. what what if one of your followers is like, ah, oh, finally a book recommendation from Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. I'm gonna get yes. this book. He he must endorse everything in this book because he put it on his Facebook thing. And then they read it, and then they're thinking you're trying to get rid of Trump and further LGBT. I mean, well, do you look, ever think everybody about knows it's it's. I think about that all the time. That's why it's a well-known fact. I've cultivated my image profoundly. I, I've so that everybody knows this about me that I only read the first ten pages of a book. <laughs> so that I, I've worked hard to to you know craft that illusion. Of my own ignorance, so that people have to take everything that I say about a book with a grain of salt. Wow. Well fact, done, then. Many well grains. Done. No, I know. Hey, it's not easy. I mean, people probably look at me and they're like, hey, <laughs> that looks like the kind of guy that reads book to the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would be totally wrong about that if you thought that about me. Now, Evan, on the other hand, what? You probably start with the last 10 pages of a book to see if you're going to like the way it ends before you go and read it. I just read it. I'll bet you that's what you do. Here's an idea. When you read a book, you could just read it. <laughs> hmm. That is weird. <laughs> All right. So we're taking a listen to this song, Heaven. And uh, so it, it's contrasting uh, the beauties of heaven, which are okay, 
Ah, oh, this is really bad. I forgot that we were doing that. To this song being is, with this girl, which is better than heaven, according to. Yeah, it's like I don't want to go to heaven because I'm right. I'm in heaven already. I'm here laying in bed with an angel. Yeah. So okay, maybe you're right that this is a girlfriend and not a wife, because. Ah, oh, never mind. Let's not go down that road. Let's say let's just po- focus on the idolatry of the thing. Okay. Uh um it reminds me of the hymn Lord Thee I Love with All My Heart. Remember that hymn? Yeah, that Lord this song does not remind heart. me of that hymn, but I'll let you finish. So it's there's this line in that hymn that says, Yea, heaven itself were void and bare, if thou, Lord, were not near me. Do you remember that part? I do. Uh, so that it says, I don't even want to go to heaven if you, Jesus, are not there. This is the point, is that the mm-hmm. glory of heaven is seeing Jesus face to face. I think that probably is the most wonderful of all the sweet names that, of death that the Bible gives. That is the most beautiful, the sweetest of all, that that we will see the face of Jesus, that we will see Jesus face to face. And so our desire for heaven is a longing to be face to face with our Lord Jesus and um and so him we fear, him we love, him we trust above all others. And this song simply is loving someone more than Jesus. The, the, your wife slash girlfriend slash angel in bed is the one that you love more than Jesus. And so, of course, if that's the case, if 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 your so so your idolatry defines your your understanding of bliss in some ways. Mm-hmm. Most people are trying to b- bring about the presence of God. And then you get to see what their God is. So most people are trying to bring about just piles and piles of cash or or a, a life without work or suffering or pleasure in whatever different way. And that's, so they're trying to make their God manifest. And this guy apparently has a manifestation of his God, and so he wants to stay right there. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point that, um, I mean, what are the chances really? of this guy actually believing in heaven, like that heaven exists or is a real place? Uh, because it seems like, and as our as the world around us, our, or at least our American culture, becomes uh, more and more uh, corrupt. What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it's 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 always been heathen, but as it becomes more and more heathen, <laughs> um, people just don't care or believe in God or the afterlife. It's just kind of we're all a bunch of nihilists or something like that that we don't really think that heaven exists uh and so this person I, I don't know if if that's true of this of this writer it, it's really just saying uh what most people think of as heaven as the most blissful beautiful place is what i want right here right now so whereas uh whereas christians or even just a generic theist is looking forward to heaven as being the the place where suffering i don't have to deal with the sufferings of this life anymore that uh, I may tarry for a, for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. This person says, "I want all that bliss right here, right now, and it's found in this bed with this woman." Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, is- now, I, I have a question for you because you went on the streets and you were asking people this question: uh, "How do you get to heaven?" And was there a kickback on whether heaven is actually a real place? Uh no. No, it, uh, it's it's an amazing thing, and they've done the studies on this, right? And they say that like twenty percent of people believe in hell, and like eighty percent of people believe in heaven. 
<laughs> I think it'd be that interesting really quite to ask like a hundred people on the streets, does God exist? Yes or no. And then to ask hundred people on the streets, does heaven exist? Yes or no. And I'll bet you, you get more people say that heaven exists than that say God exists. Hmm. Uh, I mean, everybody believes in heaven, it seems, especially at the, well, I would say a funeral, but those don't exist anymore either. At the celebration of life. Celebration of life, right. Everybody believes in heaven. They say that, you know, uh, Bob is is golfing all day like he always wanted to do, or he's sailing on his boat or whatever. So, so everybody believes that after death, there becomes some notion of bliss that they're fully enjoying now. But but but, it's it's not said. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll talk about how that person really deserves it. But it's just assumed. I mean, I don't know that the conversation of uh, whether a person's sins or good works uh, uh, hinder or deliver that person to heaven as much as it's assumed. Well, this person has died. Well, then of course he's in heaven. That's where you go after you die. That's right. That's right. That's it. That's it. The, the, there's there's no judgment at all. Um, I mean, it would be kind of funny. You would, in some ways, you expect a country song to be something like, a lot of people talk about how they don't want to go to hell, but here I am next to you, and I'm already there. <laughs> That's like the that would be the more ironical song. <laughs> Someone should write up that thing. <laughs> they did about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Right here listening to you. <laughs> I don't need to worry about flames. <laughs> My ears are on fire, bleeding on the inside, suffering like no other. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. Yeah. All right. Well, anything that you would say to the writer of this song? I mean, any, any approach? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a good point. We should say, hey, so it would be good to know what, hey, what, what now, what is your picture of heaven itself? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a, an amazing uh, thing to um, for people to reflect on. It is a, is the, our picture of heaven the biblical picture of heaven? And then to go on and say, um, wh- and what are the alternatives? Let's like let's um, hey let's uh, let's let's um, let's not forget that heaven is only one option. There's a couple of options of what happens after you die. So what do you, how do you think about those things? Um, so that would be, I, I would want to, I think I would want to explore that a little bit further. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have about a minute to squander before we go to our next break. So um, tell us more uh, about Spain. What are we going to, let's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You want to know about that? We're going to start in um, Madrid. We're going to end in Barcelona. <laughs> We're going to spend the mo- bulk of our time down in Seville, where uh, where our missionaries are getting after it. We're going to go down and visit the w- Rock of Gibraltar, which would be kind of cool, and Cartagena and, and uh, Toledo. We're going to see all that sort of stuff. Uh, but the the highlight of it here. So here's the amazing thing, Evan. Most of the time, the thing that gets people to go on trips, and the thing that makes a trip the most wonderful uh, time of the year, are very different. So like when when you go over, I remember when we went over to Greece and Turkey. People think, oh, there's Athens and there's Ephesus. But when we went a couple of years back and visited the missionaries in Istanbul, or this time when we got to meet Jordan. Uh, and his family in Thessalonica. That it's that's the stuff that really makes it. So we're going to do that. We're going to go and and meet the missionaries. Go to church with them. 
uh, have lunch with the congregation there, hear the story about these people who are dedicated. I, the missionaries say that because there's so few Lutherans, they have a strong, strong Lutheran identity. So we'll go see that and rejoice in it. It should be a, I, I can't wait. It'll be a blast. All right. When we get back from this break, we're going to be taking a look at some more songs for Preaching to Hollywood. If you have a song, you can email us, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can also give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, and we will be right back. This is Table Talk Radio. You have been warned. Get the Around the Word devotions delivered to you in a free daily email. You can sign up for that at whatdoesthismean.org. Click the devotions button. All right, we're back. Taking a look at the inbox for more preaching to Hollywood. What do you have for us, Pastor Wolf Mueller? Oh, this is from Not Australia. No, the next listener. Hey, look at this. Peter here from New Zealand, Not Australia. This guy's also from Not Australia. We have so many listeners from Not Australia. Not many people know about Not Australia, tiny little village in far north Queensland. No, I I, I, I think they're saying that they're from right down the street from Australia. Never Australia. By no I, means I, is my accent Australian. There's another little strange. I want to hear your New Zealand the same accent. Same region. Oh, I don't know how to do a New Zealand accent. <laughs> I don't hardly spend any time, and and by hardly spend any time, I mean no time at all. You know what the Australians call the New Zealanders? Kiwis. Really? Do you know that? Huh. Yeah, Kiwi. Hmm. You know what they call the Americans? Huh. Yanks. Hmm. Yeah, Yank or Kiwi. This guy's a Kiwi. <laughs> Peter here from New Zealand. Not Australia. He must have been born in not Australia and then moved to New Zealand. Uh. I saw this song on music TV and was amazed at the Christian-based lyrics. Also, it's the song for Black Panther, which is super popular right now. Is Black Panther, what's that? Is Black Panther a... That's a new New Zealand movie? Uh, TV show. Black I don't know. <laughs> Just the weekend, Kendrick Lamar, pray for me. All right. So, so you... thought you guys might want to have a listen. Have a listen is a real Kiwi thing to say. Have a listen. <laughs> See what you thought. Make show prep time a little easier for you. Keep up the mediocre work. Thanks, Peter Peterson. That's All right. kind of a cool name. It's Here's... like you only have to you only have to learn like a few letters. Peter Peterson. Middle name, Pete. Peter Pete Peterson. <laughs> All right, let's play son, the song so we don't have to listen to your accent That's what anymore. he calls his boy. Here it is. Peter Pete Peterson, son, son. <laughs> if you go, Peter Peterson, son, son. That's even cooler. All right, here's a song. <laughs> This is not what I was expecting. I'm always ready to take a life again. You know I'll ride again. It's all the same. All the same. Who's gonna save me from the same? Aha! Wow. 
opposite of that other song. Yeah. If you're at a wedding reception, you sing that other song. <laughs> All the other times you sing this one. All right. So that's the song Pray For Me by Kendrick Lamar, The Weeknd. Or The Weeknd, Kendrick wow. Lamar. I don't really know how that goes. But anyway. I think it's The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Like, the Weeknd. Like, I, I remember oh, I was strong I and vigorous, but now I'm weakened. Oh, I was I was inserting an unnecessary E in between the K and the N, so the weakened. <laughs> the weakened. Like you're not working for the like, uh, weakened. You're right. <laughs> like that dog was really strong, but I didn't I didn't feed it and now it's in a weakened state. Right, right. <laughs> All right. So interesting song. So um the first line says I'm always ready to go uh for a war again down that road again. And then it talks about, um, you know, always ready to take a life. Uh, who's going to save me from myself? So like you mentioned, this is exactly the opposite end of the previous song we did. Um, I mean, here's... So I'm always ready to take a life again. You know I'll ride again. Is that a... There's a lot of agains in this song. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just make the word again. But I don't, I don't know. That's, is that talking about the breaking the fifth commandment? Going to go murder? Something? No, I think, like I, think, I think... I mean... I think war is meant kind of literally here, so that it's like someone going uh, off to fight in a war. So uh, later it okay. says, shooters on the top of buildings, government aid ain't relief. Uh, earthquake and oh, oh, this is... the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke. Look at how... Yeah. Man, oh man, look at how this song ends. Just in case my faith go, I live by my own law. I live by my own law. I live by my own. Just in case my faith go, I live by my own law. What the heck's going on in this song? Because I'm alone, you see. If I'm going to die for you, if I'm going to kill for you, then I'll spill this blood for you. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Look, there's <laughs> nine hey's. I wonder what that part of the song is like. Hey, hey, hey. Is that what it, you think it sounds like? Here, I can... I can Oh. Let's see if I can get that. You, you need a hero? Look in the mirror. There go your hero, who in the front lines at ground zero. Hero. My heart don't skip a beat even when hard time bumps the needle. Mass destruction, mass corruption. The souls are suffering, men. Clutching on deaf ears again. Rapture's coming. It's all prophecy. And if I got to be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what I got to be. Interesting. I think you're right. I think this is gonna. This is a. So it's a dude going off. It's a soldier song. I'm gonna go killed, but I also need to die. So who's gonna pray for me? Take my pain for me. Save my soul for me. Because I'm all alone. You see. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, wow. Now I think I think one of the most interesting lines is this. Um, Who's uh who's gonna save me from myself when uh when this life is all I know? Tell me who's gonna save me from this hell without you, I'm all alone. Uh so there's a, I mean this necessity to have salvation and from what you ask from oneself, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So that uh there would be 
uh, what actions within oneself that would be self-destructive that uh, that one is beyond being able to help himself. And that, of course, is a part of a, a Christian thought, that born into sin, we are, we are sinners that stand before God, deserving of God's wrath. Um, and there's mm-hmm. nothing that, that we lack the ability within ourselves to do anything about that, to fix that problem. And so we need an outside mm-hmm. Savior. Um, but what, what he means by this, I don't know. I mean, is, is that... Going off to war and and killing and and shooting is um, something that uh, uh, is damaging to the self. So, like you know, one of the one of the problems that we have in our society is all of those uh, men and women who have fought in combat for the sake of the freedoms of our country are now dealing with a lot of you know PTSD and emotional uh, issues um, because. Uh, humans weren't weren't meant to see the kind of things that uh, our soldiers uh, have had to do and so there's a lot of uh, emotional struggle with with that a lot of times and i wonder if if uh, if maybe that's part of what that's talking about or maybe i'm completely on the, the wrong track altogether no i mean i yeah the the trauma of of war i'm going to go out and do all these things and but it's it puts you on the and it does it going off and being a soldier puts you on the edge um I mean, and this, and I think that's wrestling with this. Yeah, I mean, um, for the psychopath who goes and and uh, you kills a bunch of people, like in a shooting or something like that, um, their conscience is so broken, you know. I mean, but that, that's what we mean by being a psychopath that they don't actually acknowledge what they're doing is wrong. But when we send our soldiers off to war. They are, you know, decent human beings who know the difference between right and wrong, and uh, and even though they might be executing their vocation in a godly way, when that requires uh, the killing of another human being, that still uh, bothers a normal human being. Uh, same with police officers and any other vocations that require, you know, using lethal force, and so. Um, so I mean, it, of course, people would struggle with that, right? That shouldn't surprise us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, so all these vocations of violence, I think that there's a. Um, so you start with the soldier and the policeman; those are the most obvious. Then you have the judge; it's a vocation of violence. And I even think that in something there's with like the surgeon who's cutting people open. There's a, it's a, there's something there too. A voc that's a vocation of violence and. And prayer is also a violent act, but when, but violence does something to, to the conscience. It's really, uh, it's and even when it's right and godly and authorized, it's it, it's a re- it's a thing to be wrestled with. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good point that the song makes is that there is something in intercession. So that as we pray for one another, there are there are blessings that come from it. There's uh, we were talking about this how the how Every person who becomes a Christian, uh, th- their story is that someone was praying for them <clears throat> to become mm. a Christian, mm. and that's why it happened. That's what's that's what's going on. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, uh, you have about uh, thirty seconds to say how you would uh, talk to the songwriter. I think there's um. 
Hmm. Well, I, you know, here's here's one thing you could do is that you. Well, I will pray for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we should we should write we should all of us should have a prayer list. All the old pastors used to talk about the, their prayer list, and we should have a list of people that we're praying for. We should have a list of people who are hurting that we're praying for. Whoa. Oh, sorry. We should have a list of uh, people who are not Christians that we're praying for. That's what we. Uh, so we should be doing that. Yep. All right. So we need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio and more preaching Hollywood right after this. I'm taking some old Luther stuff, pulling it out of the collections and publishing it. You can download it for free or buy them for five bucks. Find it, the Everyone's Luther, at wolfmuller.co. Click on the books at the top of the page. Well, I was mistaken, not preaching to Hollywood, as I said before the break, but now we're moving into the Praise Song Cruncher, everyone's favorite game, I'm sure. This is a communion song. Can you uh, tell us quickly about the email that you received on this one? Yes. It says, this guy's also from, wait, where is he? Is this guy also from not Australia? Yeah, look, Carl from not Australia. Everyone's from not Australia. (laughs) Heard the Praise Song for Communion. I think it might be okay. It's not as explicit as we might like. It seems to many of our hymns not particularly explicit. That's what he thought at 1 minute 15 seconds. Then at 3 minutes and 30 seconds, he says, Oh, it's not an okay song. It's mystic and moralistic at all at the same time. Where do you draw the line on artistry and clarity? Thanks, Carl, from not Australia. All right, so we need to listen to a little bit around the 1 minute mark and then a little bit around the 3 minute mark. Is that what we're supposed to do here? Okay. Yes, right. Sounds sounds just right. Okay. Well, this is starting What's the name of this song, by the way? This is Behold the Lamb, Communion Hymn by... Behold the Lamb... By okay. Stuart Townend. Ah, Townend. And uh, here's here's the song at the one minute mark. I like that guy, Stuart Townend. Okay, so that was pretty good. The body of our Savior Jesus Christ torn for you, eat and remember. Mm. The the wounds that heal the death that brings us life paid the price uh, to make us one. Now, uh, we, of course, Jesus said um, that we uh, uh, do this in remembrance of me, and that would certainly then remember all the things that Jesus said. So what a lot of times people like to do is to take this and say, look, this whole thing is a remembrance. Jesus said, take this, uh, do this in remembrance of me. But wouldn't that mean we should also listen to what Jesus says? We should remember what Jesus said when he said, this is my body, this is my blood given for you for the forgiveness of sins. (laughs) So this doesn't somehow negate real presence. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that that's what what Stuart Townend is saying here. I'm just 
putting it out there that we shouldn't let the remembrance negate the real presence of Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's around. I'm the... looking mostly at okay at the last thing here. Are you going to play that too? I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to go to the three minute mark. Should we okay. see see how that goes? Yeah. See how... Oh, a bridge. Fantastic. That's just what we need. That's a long bridge too. There's a lot of people to commune. That's right. <laughs> All right. I think this is where it comes back. And so with thankfulness and faith, we rise to respond and to remember our call to follow in the steps of Christ as his body here on earth. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? So that so that where is his body? It's not here on the altar. We are his body on earth. His body's in heaven. I think that's the idea there. So th- this so this song would not be made for a classic crunch because it actually is a theological song. It actually has doctrine. Is it, remember how the crunch is made? Can you Does it have the false doctrine is a hard question. But this is... Um, this is a question of a doctrine, I think, and I think that this is, song is embracing the Reformed doctrine of the Lord's Supper and not the Lutheran one. It says that the body of Christ is in heaven while we are the body of Christ on earth. At least that's the thing that it's implying. Mm. So. But, but uh, the scriptures do talk about um, the church being the body of Christ. Yeah, sure, absolutely, and we should too. We should talk about how the how the church is the body of Christ. But when we're singing about the Lord's Supper, we should probably not say, "Your body on earth is the church." <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. It's especially there's even a little note here uh, on it says the story of the song. I'm looking at the lyrics page, and it says the communion hymn is exactly what it says it is a hymn to be used during the communion part of a service. <laughs> yeah. So so that uh, that helps you exegete what's going on in the hymn here. Now, I, I, I do also, um, yeah, so th- this, this is the first stanza, which we did not play. Behold the Lamb who bears our sins away, slain for us, and we remember the promise made that all who come in faith find forgiveness at the cross. So we share in this bread of life, we drink of his sacrifice as a sign of our bonds of peace around the table for the king. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. So so what, I mean, okay, so I tell you, some, someone comes to me and says, look, uh, uh, I have sinned and I need forgiveness. And I say, well, f- you find forgiveness at the cross. Now, when they leave my office, where do they go? <laughs> They're looking around to Jerusalem. <laughs> it's not even here anymore, <laughs> Pastor Gigland. I mean, there's just a hole in the ground where the cross used to be. And this is the huge point that I think we want to emphasize that's unique to Lutheran theology is that, uh, in biblically speaking, uh, that Christ gives us a locatedness to forgiveness. He, he delivers forgiveness. He puts it at a place that it's tangible. So, so forgiveness is one at the cross, but where do I receive forgiveness? I can't go to the cross. It's not there anymore. And so what this song is putting forward is that the, the that communion, the Lord's Supper, is not a place to receive that forgiveness. It's a place to depict 
uh, unity. It's a it's a place to depict peace. It's a symbol of the body of Christ, but it is not actually delivering the thing that God wants to give you in the bread and in the wine by his body and blood. The original email that asked us to crunch this said, how far can the artistry go? In other words, is this is the unclarity of this song there because the artist is trying to make it beautiful, and is that acceptable? And in this case, you just, I mean, look, I like Stuart Town, and his stuff is better than anybody else's stuff. I mean, head and shoulders above anybody else's songs that I know. And and you even see it in the hymn. I mean, he's got a, he talks of Jesus. He talks about his blood. He talks about forgiveness and sin and resurrection. He does it beautifully, but it's not. But the, here's the thing is it goes off on what is that that Jesus is giving us. Is Jesus giving us his body and his blood? And it's important that that's what we say when we're singing about communion, that it's the body and the blood, because... That's what Jesus wants us to have. That's why he instituted this New Testament in his blood, so that we would have his body and his blood. Uh, so we don't want anybody to take away or to diminish what Jesus wants us to have. That's uh, that's theological theft, and we can't abide by it. Yeah, I, d- I don't think that this is artistic liberty. I think that he's being very clear. I, I think the words of his song wonderfully depict his theology. And he is not a Lutheran. I mean, it's it's obvious mm-hmm. Be- because um, mm-hmm. I mean I understand that perhaps someone who maybe knows the Lutheran theology, of the Lord's Supper, would be looking at these words and say, oh, "Okay, I could kind of see it make it work." But when you understand the perspective that maybe from the Reformed would be coming from, this just shines through with great clarity. This is a a, a song that perfectly depicts uh, Reformed communion theology. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So it's too bad it's a communion hymn. If it was just a redemption hymn, it would probably be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we can't apply the criteria of the cruncher to this. Um, I guess we've we've hashed out the theology. Anything else in the song that sticks out to you? No, I mean, again, I just I like the way the guy thinks. I just wish, like you said, I wish he was Lutheran. The wounds that heal, the death that brings us life, paid the price to make us one. So we share this bread of life and uh, drink of his sacrifice. That's... Uh, that's great. As, but it, look, as signs as our bonds of love. Now, it's true that communion even is a sign of a bond of love. The old Lutherans use that language, and we shy away from it nowadays because it's been absconded by the Reformed guys. But it is a sign of the, our bonds of love around the table of our king. But it's more than that. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's just it's the body and the blood. This is means is. It, it, and, and if you don't have the body and blood, then you don't have, um, you, you don't have the promise that faith believes in to have the benefit. Yeah, I, I do also, um, you know, th- this last stanza, which we already talked about, it says that we share in his suffering, we proclaim Christ will come again. Oh, sorry, before that, uh, uh, so, uh, last stanza. And so with thankfulness and faith, we rise to respond and to remember our call to follow in the steps of Christ. Um, so what this really reduces communion to is sort of the empowerment to go and and to, to live in your callings. Now, I, certainly, I, I, we want to, again, say, uh, in receiving the forgiveness of sins, uh, yes, the Lord's Supper does give us the strength to go live as Christians, absolutely. Um, but that's not the, the, the main point. The, the, the main point is that we receive the forgiveness of sins. So, so what this does is it actually um, it kind of reduces communion to be— um, the means of grace idea within the Catholic Church, so that you have kind of this quantitative measure of faith, uh, measure of grace rather, this infused grace. And so I I go to the the sacrifice 
of the mass to kind of get filled up on grace, and then I can go for a while until I need to get gassed up again. We have just about right. uh, 10 seconds left here, Pastor Wolfman. There was a time, and this is an irony, that the Reformed and the Lutherans were confused if they had the same doctrine. But we got to be able to see past that and recognize that, hey, that everybody who comes gets the body. It's those who believe get the forgiveness of sins, and that makes all the difference. Indeed. Well, that's it for us. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like my Spanish uh, accent in Australia with a list. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is good, not No doubt everyone. it'll be better after we visit faster before listening Oh, good. I'm glad I didn't get points then. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to chronic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, Those brain points tumors, really sound terrible. Internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your vaccine. The points are like when the kids say, Dad, smell this. It smells terrible. Off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.